One of the great gifts of living here in the East Bay is that my boys, uh, they live near their grandparents. And so often I will walk into a room and hear uh, some stories, uh, mid-story. They are stories about Halloween costumes that I once wore. Uh, They are stories about my suspect study habits. Uh, It's a real joy. Uh, and then, and then there's a story about a time when I really scared my parents. And this was not when I was in high school or college. I mean, I had my moments of idiocy. Uh, you can hear more about those later tonight at youth group. Um, <laughs> no, this, this story actually took place when I was pretty young. I was about 18 months old as the story goes, and um, I had woken up that morning apparently with a fever that um, uh, turned much more serious. I guess at breakfast I reached for a Cheerio, but my hand started shaking because I started having a seizure. And the seizure uh, was serious enough to bring me to the hospital. It involved a spinal tap. Um, and then months of anti-seizure medication for this toddler who was still learning how to walk and talk. and It was terrifying, I'm told. Because I don't remember any of this, but in the, the story as my mom relates it to her grandchildren, goes that, uh, so this seizure was triggered by fevers. And so any time that I got a fever as a young child, uh, my mother would set her alarm for every two hours. She'd set the fan up and every two hours she'd come and take a a damp washcloth and uh, apply it to my limbs to bring my fevers down. Every two hours for every fever from my young childhood. The story came to mind this week for me as we hear one of the stranger components to the story of the transfiguration that we ever do here. We, uh, we hear this every year, of course, this Sunday, the Sunday before we get into Lent, and uh, it always involves Peter and James and John going up the mountain with Jesus to pray, and in the midst of prayer, seeing Elijah and Moses, the great prophet and the bearer of the law. But it's Luke's telling that has this encounter with Jesus and the Father and the Son that is immediately following it. And it's it's an odd combination. It makes you wonder, you know, why is it here? In fact, it's, it's something you don't need to tell as part of the story for this Sunday. It's in bracketed verses. 
But the more that I read it this week, I realized you can't tell the story without it. Why? So Jesus is on the mountain, and he's up there praying with his disciples, and all of a sudden he is suffused in light. Uh, the word white here really just means a blinding, radiant, dazzling brightness. So bright that you cannot uh, see anything else but it. And it's something that the ancients used all the time to tell stories about mystical encounters. Which is just what is happening here. There is a a revelation, an apocalypsis that is taking place. And they see Jesus with Elijah and Moses, but, but this gospel does it differently than the other two. Because in this gospel, apparently Peter and James and John are eavesdropping. Because they talk about what the conversation was. And it seems pretty pedestrian in this translation and pretty much most translations. They, they talk about the departure that Jesus was going to accomplish at Jerusalem. But again, here's, here's where like the Greek is just so interesting to me. Because the word departure is not just leaving the scene and not just exiting. The word for departure here in this text is Jesus' exodus. Jesus' exodus. Talking with Moses. Talking with Elijah. Jesus' exodus, the fulfillment of his life in Jerusalem, all of a sudden is cast in a new light. Because then this next journey he's going to take, this move to Jerusalem, this move to the cross and to resurrection and to ascension is fundamentally about liberation. And not just liberation to claim freedom against something, right? That's how I often conceive of liberation. It's probably because I have been suffused with the narrative of our nation that the only way that you can claim liberation is through armed conflict. That's not how liberation is claimed in the gospel of Jesus the Christ. And the second half of the story is how we know it. Because this coming down the mountain and encountering this father with a sick child that he cannot heal is essential. It is the fulfilling. It is the next step in this exodus, this liberation of the Christ. To be clear, I don't think Jesus' words about the perverse and faithless generation have anything to do with the Father. I think it has everything to do with his frustration of coming down and seeing what he is here to do and seeing that his disciples are not able to do it. And so Jesus comes forward. He rebukes this unclean spirit. He heals the boy. 
then the next phrase is, he gives him to his father. This is what healing and what liberation always does. Always, always, always. It returns what has been broken, what has been hurt, what has been deformed, back into its people. That is the ark of salvation. Always has been. Moses with Pharaoh, Elijah with Jezebel, Jesus with this world. That's why we hear this every year this Sunday. Because we're getting ready. Jesus was getting ready. He was getting ready. It was a hinge point. He was, he was turning from his ministry in the Galilee to the long road to Jerusalem. We are turning, right, from Christmas and the Epiphany, and now we are turning to Holy Week and Easter. And we have to get ready. And so that's why we hear this text on a Sunday like this one, when we get ready for Tuesday night and the feast and the burning of the palms that will turn into the ashes for Wednesday. We need to have this in mind and on heart. How are you going to prepare this year? How will you shape your ways, build your habits? Because the lives we lead, there's the reason why the story of the father and the son is so arresting for me is because it makes so clear the finitude that we exist in. My guess is that anybody who's been a parent has known those moments of feeling afraid, alone, or helpless. Has yearned for the kind of healing and wholeness and freedom that Jesus brings. Friends, we know shame and fear. We know addiction and disease. We know the broken ideologies and wicked assumptions. And here we are, this Sunday, getting ready. As we descend this mountain, as we take this journey to Jerusalem, you get ready this week, what are you being liberated for?